Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches With Beards. And on today's episode, we ask a question. If Kylie goes padam and no one is around to hear it, then why is it stuck in our heads? Max, I believe that's what they call a dingle hopper. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And if you're wondering who we are and why we padam, then let's get on with the episodes. I mean, you came so close, dear. You came so close with that one. Anyway, well, I'm going to cheers this. We'll, well cheers this. Oh, cheers this. Cheers that. I do think we might need to change the opening. Then I guess we better get on. No, I, it's the guess. It's the guess better get on. I, you know, I, I've, it's the hard ass. Or the it's the hard ass. I fell over my tongue. Uh, anyway, cheers. 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 Cheers, bitches. Cheers. Oh, it's Friday. Gotta get down on, on Friday. Friday. As oh, I my... say. I like the fact that Katy Perry brought her back from the dead. And then said, no, it's okay to be Rebecca Black. But did she come back after that anymore she got your album out oh yeah oh I haven't paid attention which no, I, I haven't paid, <laughs> paid attention to a lot no she has some music <laughs> I think you yeah, know that's a big thing for those wanting to know who Rebecca Black was well turned back to YouTube like 13 years ago yes it was because she they did it on Glee yes ironically the guy that ended up getting caught doing naughties was the one that sung that song so um, oh god yes. I, oh can you rewatch Glee no I, I don't rewatch Glee like I have very fond memories of, while it's on I don't go back and I love it. it I would love to rewatch it and also two of them are doing a rewatch podcast like Office Lady style mm-hmm. I don't think I could rewatch Glee so here's the thing I can re-listen to the soundtrack certain songs sung by certain people but I don't rewatch it no. I've really been thankful for making one of her songs actually decent oh good for them. I like, think she does. I don't know. Which song was it? Um, what's that one? They did it in the first season. It's for the Aragon movie. Um, oh, that one. Yeah. That one. Yeah. They, they actually did a service to that song. They did. They did. And this, I think, is a prime example of you saying, how do you know crappy information and weird niche <laughs> stuff that I went, not the song title, but it was for the Aragon movie. <laughs> right. But the Aragon movie had one thing going for it. CGI the, the lovely Ed Spielers ah you know the one who was in Downton Abbey yes yes he's very good to watch and he was also in the new mm. season of Picard and again very nice to watch as well has he aged like a fine wine yeah he actually's mm. aged really like he has he's very strong looks anyone anyway, he's lovely I, yeah. I do like him beautiful lips mm, I bet talking of beautiful lips how's dating Oh, well, you know, listeners, I am going to be very honest. Um, so there is someone who is back in my life, back in life, um, that you got to meet last week on multiple I occasions. I know a grocery clerk. <laughs> <laughs> Not a grocery clerk. clerk at all. So listeners, the uh, priest is back. Um, he is on the apology tour and he's done very well. And he has been on his knees this past week. Not me. Um, but no, I was very, very happy. Like, he actually got to meet you and your husband and, um, our friends. And we had brunch on Saturday and, yes. uh, and he and I had brunch on Monday and it was, it was very wonderful. It was very nice and yes, we very good about it. Because we had the impromptu brunch and we last... Last Sunday. Sunday. Yes. That was very, you know, we, we, we knew you were out and we actually ended up by default coming to you. Right. Um, and then we um, obviously had a 
lovely brunch yesterday for your birthday. Right, but before that, we actually had a podcast record last Friday, and he came over after that. And he mentioned... did? Yes. Well, no, he didn't meet you. You've already met him at that point, yeah. No, that night I was very... You were in a very happy place. I was in a very happy place. You ate all the spring rolls. I did eat all the spring rolls. <laughs> no, he... Um, he, you know, he came over and it was lovely. And then we had lovely brunch. And then, did we, we didn't see him again. No, Deaf Dog, you're not going outside, honey. No, 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 no. It's too hot, Deaf Dog. It's too hot. Come and stay inside. So the dog wants to go outside, but we can't leave the door open because it's too warm. Yeah. Um, no, it was very, like, he's lovely. Yes. He's been, he's, he puts up with my ridiculous amount of questioning regarding religion, which I don't think was offensive. No. I was very curious about where the call to Jesus comes from. And here's the thing, I actually appreciate it a lot, you asking the questions, because it means I don't have to ask them, but I can listen and retain them. Because I'm You a could just feed me questions at this point in time. Well, I might start doing that. The questions I don't want to ask. But that being said, no, we, we actually... So, Priest, where did you learn to put me on my head and... Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> like that. No, 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 I would never have you ask that question. I would ask that one personally. Don't worry, that's not one of the ones I'm embarrassed about, so... No, but it was very nice. So, things are good, listeners. The priest is back. But, um, like I said, it's definitely been an apology tour, which I appreciate. Like, it takes a lot to admit that you were wrong about something. It does. I never have, still. I know. You haven't. So, like I said, it takes a lot to admit that you're wrong about something. Or that, you know, your behavior was a little bit off, and you're actually trying. So, you know, kudos in my books. But he's very lovely, and he puts up with me in the hubs. So, I guess that's, that's a good thing. And he makes me happy right now, so... No deaf dogs. She's now tapping at stuff. No. No. No, madam. No, madam. No, no ma'am. No, ma'am. Best life met you had a nice week? Um, the work was rather chaotic for having a three-day work week. I could have done without my Tuesday, and yesterday I was just like, uh-huh, I, I'm spent for the week. I, I'm done. I have given all I can give in the office, and I'm not going to give any more, and people are like, oh, I need this, and I'm like, nope, not going to happen. Cannot and will not do it. So it was, you know, I was very happy to have my Friday off today. And I was blasé and worked on Ladybird stuff, which was wonderful. So, you know. Lovely. Yeah. Well, we had the same Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. It was nice. I, I, as sad as it sounds, we spent, I spent most of it sleeping. No, it was fine. We brunched a lot. But also just, I think, because <clears throat> I had so much jet lag the week before. Yeah. And jet lag finally released its cruel mistress grip on me and we by that point I was up at 5am doing my running again so yeah uh, yeah so no we it was nice we spent most of it asleep uh, Saturday was your birthday was lovely went to Ambar yes on, and we will be going back and to it was nice hopefully the ladies behind us that like to scream at everything Will not be there. Will not be there. It was it was one on Eighth Street. The Eighth Street one, but yeah, yeah, lovely, lovely, like good, good, good price on food. Yeah. Uh, the what was it? The crunchy cheese sandwich, yes. which is basically just mozzarella, breaded mozzarella. It was in, perfect. It was perfect. But no, really good. But no, we have some ladies behind us that were having a very good time. Uh, we don't like to uh, like silence people, but it was an echoey bar, and they were a little bit like. When you can't hear your own conversation sure. over theirs, you know, and yeah. we know that Julia is getting a divorce. Like, we don't need that. We do not need that. So. Yes, and there was no cute male divorcees. That no. disappointed me. Um, but no, we didn't really have one of those fabulous gay weekends. I think everyone was in Rahomo this weekend. They, they were. 
we saw enough TikToks and Instagrams of them all being there, and it was just like, great for you. Great. We'd love to have been there. But, uh, you know, I do like the beach, but no, I was not there this weekend, sadly. Um, well, the temperature wasn't right for being there. No, and it was horrible. This weekend, yes, but it not It was horrible last... on a Monday. Oh, we just ended was... up catching up on Drag Race It was uh, raining. Stars. It was raining for the entire time. It was raining, raining, no. And, of course, we're walking up and down 14, because I had to get some new running shoes. Uh-huh. Because uh, that's my yearly present from the hubs, mm-hmm. and we spent about an hour in paces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they measure me and they make sure yeah. my gates right. I, I uh, for the, the the listeners that don't know, I I run marathons, so running shoes are like my they're essential. Ab- they're my absolute baby, and <coughs> I had so I had to get I have to get like worked out on my feet. I suffered from some bad feet injuries last year, so it's it, very bad. Yeah, <laughs> I had to swim for a bit, and I swam so much I burnt my pubes off. <laughs> it's not funny but it is it like is literally the chlorine swam five times a week in a dc public pool which was love no lovely and free and i, I yeah. loved it and it was a great pool and great people and wednesday's bro days were quite amazing but um no i um one time realized that i literally swam so much all my pubic hair fell off and what was left was bleach blonde. <laughs> Which, let me just tell you listeners, <laughs> the carpets do not match the dress. And I actually, yeah, you, you didn't see a lot. I, I kind of eventually, you ventured, I need to see a little bit and I showed you it and you are like, wow, that has gone blonde. Yeah, it was, it was terrifying. And if you want to know my hair colour, like, look at the graphic. That's pretty much accurate to my actual natural hair colour. You know, a very much chestnut brunette, like, I got a bit blonde in summer and a bit a bit mousy in winter, but that's about it. But not that blonde. It was, not that blonde. Yeah, the hubs is quite shocked. But no, no, so we haven't got shoes. But no, it really rained, and we went, and then we were going to go to uh, what was the is it Ambar? Not Ambar. No, we went to Ambar. Um, what's the one that's like the on fourteenth, and it's like the flight themed one. The flight themed one. Is it Angstone? No. It's ne- I don't know that one. Oh, it's a long from Bar Pilar. It's up a bit. I can't remember what it is. But um, we're going to go there. But that was closed because it's Monday because it's bank it's public holiday. And then uh, Pilar was closed. So we went up to that new, new Lupe Verde. Yeah, yeah. Went to the pizzeria. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know it. Really nice. Yeah, good. And actually, like you know, like $14 for like a, a panini and, and some fries bad. and had some good beer. And we think he gave us a beer for free, big but um, it was like it was really like, we had a really nice like we just waited out the rain in there it was really nice but no good for you um, that was that was kind of that was kind of it for the weekends and then the week has been like vaguely back in the office but mm-hmm. you know kind of get my stride and then we're into a short week but hey um, no it was nice and yeah. I'll see you had a lovely weekend and I'm glad you had a lovely weekend for your birthday I I loved last weekend it was everything I wanted my birthday to be like I saw all sorts of people that I love and it was just nice. I felt very loved and supported. And, you know, I was happy. Oh, that's I know, sad. I know. It's so depressing. There's no so drama pe- in that. So pedestrian. Talking of happy... Yes. We are going to be very happy after what's in front of us. Yes. So this week, Max, we are not drinking wine. We are not drinking wine. Uh, we are not drinking wine. We are drinking key lime martinis. So it consists of lime juice, simple syrup, vodka, and a lovely little triple sec, Cointreau. Now we would chin chin, but we're going. It's plastic. It's, it's we can't plastic. Trust us. Well, no. I also couldn't trust you to actually have martini glasses. 
So you're we have one martini glass, right? Which is why I brought the plastic ones over. I'm trying it. Yes, mm. it's nice. Yeah, you sip it. Like I put a little more simple syrup in yours. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the, the strong, strong. I'm a I'm yeah. a wine and beer drinker. Yes. So yeah, that's delicious. That and it does have. To, I like lime. Mm-hmm. I like key lime. Yes. I love a key lime. So here's the thing. I tried making this last night. And it was a key lime pie martini, and I will never make that again. What was wrong? Now, what was the pie flavoring? So you make a key lime pie martini with vodka, yeah, half coconut milk, half heavy cream. Oh, and that's too much already. And with the lime juice. It's like a daiquiri meets a white Russian. And it was. And I said, I will not make this for my friend. Oh, it's too which heavy. Is, which is why we modified it to this right no, now. No, I like milk. I'm just not, no... Well, I can't do coconut milk and heavy cream and something. I'm like, that's too much. Well, what's weird is that usually I actually use a lot of coconut milk instead of heavy cream. Right, same. So I was just like, why am I doing this for both? And it was multiple recipes that were calling for that. So don't do that, listeners, unless you really want to be drinking your dessert. No. That's all I'm going to say. And as we asked, <coughs> what is in Ina's garden? Mm. I put in front of Daniel... A foil wrapped box. Always foil wrapped box. Well, you just you just click and scrunch. Oh yes. It's opening. Across. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so. So, listeners, whenever I was jokingly saying that Max ate all the egg rolls last week. Literally, we ordered Thai food after the podcast recording. We had several friends over, and the priest came over. And so I ordered, you know, egg rolls for people to eat. And Max, I put it on the fire pit, like on the edge. Max reaches over, grabs the entire bag of egg rolls, and eats every single one of them. I was so drunk by that point. So drunk. Because cause the thing of an egg roll is uh-huh. they were, not, not making excuses, they were the smaller egg rolls. Yes. So they're, yeah. like, they're more like the picky food. Whereas yes. if, it was like, if it was a bigger <laughs> egg roll... Would not of. No, I, I completely agree with that, but it was just sort of funny because the priest was like looking over there and he's like, can I get one of those? I'm like, I think Max ate them all. <laughs> and you had. like. <laughs> so I replaced your egg rolls. <laughs> Thank you, dear. <laughs> you shouldn't have. <laughs> they actually look pretty good. They, they do, actually. I've never I had... I think we might shove them in the oven after this. Yeah, I, I've bit. never... I will admit, I've never had the whole food egg rolls, so this cool. is going to be cheeky, We'll have a cheeky nosh after. Yeah, absolutely. Before we do move on, we, we did last week say we started a little something called Hello from the Other Side, mm-hmm. talking to people. Um, oh, yes. One yeah. of the things this week, actually, and it would have come out, so by the time this episode has this airs, uh, uh, I yes. had a cheeky interview with Marv on Pods Like Us. So that is Pods Like Us. Go check it out. It is a podcast about podcasting. And he asked if anyone to be interviewed. And I said, yes, me. Hear my voice. <laughs> I really... love the attention and the spotlight. I do like a bit of a chat about myself. He does want to interview you, though. But... I'm very happy to do oh, it. Oh, it's good. I shall let, let him know. But no, I, did, I, I thought, you know, let's have a, let's have a chance. And he had a very nice interview. And uh-huh. it was lovely. And he listened to a podcast. He told us everything we wanted to hear. Basically, about literally everything. everything. <laughs> um, so I'm glad we get Basically, we're there. Like, like, oh, I was just like, that's actually the intent of our graphic. Completely. But also, what's really lovely is this whole podcast is like interviewing um, other indie podcasts. So if you do want to, I say, give it a listen. That is Pods Like Us. 
uh, you might find a podcast that you like the sound of. Uh, it, literally, it was really great. Uh-huh. He, he deep dove on my weird knowledge of film, and we just had a chat about the creative process and how we got ended up where we were. But it's, it feels like my first bigger step into the world of podcasting. Oh, yeah, thank you, Norma. Thank you, Norma. And I will say, I'm very happy that we're starting to throw around the term indie podcast, because we are an indie podcast. We are, because we're not yeah. essentially... I, I, I've got... I was actually really happy whenever you said that. There was, a, there was a, there's a blurred line, because I've got a friend who runs a podcast about... He was an ex-cop, and he now a British police officer, and he runs a podcast... And he and actually is a very good one. I know, I know, I know. Um, slap on wrist uh, because there's a huge issue of the police force at the moment. But Protect and Serve podcast is a very interesting. I went to school with the the host Oliver Lawrence. So if you want to listen to an interesting podcast, mm-hmm. he's on the ACAS network. Yeah, but he's an indie level podcast no, but on a that. bigger. So he's transitioning into it. But no, there's yeah. a lot of this indie podcast. But do transport an indie podcast. And we always say, you know, rate and review us. The reason we say rate is because uh, five po- five stars and higher ratings get us caught on the, uh, yes, the so, algorithm. Yes, so we'll start tracking on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever we're at, if you ra- do rate us. But if you, not even us, if you do generally come across a podcast, mm-hmm. rate it five stars. Just go yeah. and quickly rate it five stars. And honestly, it just makes all the difference to people even if they don't get rated higher on Apple, Spotify, you can't. You actually have to listen to it on Spotify. They will oh. not let you rate without listening. But it just it just means a lot to people, and yeah. a lot of work goes into this. So that's what we want to say on that one. There is a lot of work that goes into podcasting. I can very much tell you that. I tried to let you know before we started this one, but uh, I think you oh, were. Oh, because I, I, I did my, my work one. But no, actually, as, a, as your own one, it's a lot, and it's also a lot of pressure. Yes. So just let people know that their, their voices is heard and loved. Yep. That's enough talking about ourselves. What's going on in the gayberhoods? We discuss the stories that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. And I'm glad you waited for the alcohol for some of these, because quite frankly, I just have... Big shocking news. Big shocking news? Is it anti-gay news? It's not that shocking, then. Hell has... Hell hath frozen over. Oh, it hath? It hath frozen over. Something has occurred that both Republicans and Democrats agree on. What? The Ugandan anti-homosexuality bill. Oh! Oh my gosh. Both... Biden and Ted Cruz have spoken out about it. Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz has spoken out Ted about Cruz. it. Ted yes. Cruz. We don't want to get too political, but no. Uh, Uganda has a, and I have it written down because the wording is quite disgusting, but it's a um, a death penalty for aggravated homosexuality has been introduced into Uganda. Uh, We're not going to go into this too no, much. No, 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 no. Uh, I don't, but this, everyone has to be aware. And unfortunately, it's my country that is the reason for this because we colonised, gave our thoughts and opinions and left before we could, you know... Ah, uh, <laughs> you Brits. We redeem you, them. You Brits. Terrible, terrible, terrible what's going on. But Biden and Ted Cruz have both spoken out. Why Ted Cruz feels the need to speak out over there about it, but not, not over here. here. That's not to say, but I, you know what? I don't like the guy, but give horse mouth. Let's just leave it there. But shit happens. Uh, that, and not say shit happens, but like terrible fucking stuff is happening. Oh, it's atrocious. I mean, all you need is about you. 
Uganda is the Book of Mormon, right? Yeah, and uh, talking about Uganda. shit happening and shit and stuff happening over there and also happening over here. That unfortunately, we're starting to see the cancellation of a lot of Pride festivals. Because <sighs> also, actually, we've got to do this just quickly, Daniel. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Sorry. Pride has started, but unfortunately, a lot of places um, where there are anti-drag laws now are having to cancel Pride parades because they're too worried that if anyone sees drag, they'll get sued, prosecuted. Like Tennessee and Texas and Florida. And I think this kind of brings me on to um, something, and I'll probably go into it more on Petticoat Lane, maybe. But just saying is that, you know, we're lucky to have Prides. Oh, absolutely. But let's that, that, let's table that for a second, but we just will. saying that this is the repercussions of these anti-drag laws, is that all of a sudden our pride, pride parades are getting uh, cancelled because of this. Yeah. Anyway, on good news. Good news, my dear, good news. Kim Cattrall has announced with a tweet that basically said, Happy Pride, y'all, um, that she will be in the season finale of And Just Like That. Season two. Season two, the spin-off of Sex in the City. This is interesting. Because we all know about the feud. The feud. Well, I mean the feud was quite deep actually, and I've read a lot into it and I do and I know there was a lot of like she did not get on the three of them. Right. Uh, I, I think the original showrunner of Sex and the City was a big fan of hers. Uh-huh. And then the new one that came in was more Sir Jessica Parker. Right. And she felt ostracized. But she did not appear in the last season. They they wrote her out. We thought she might appear in the finale. There was kind of like, oh, is there it were hints. hints? But she will appear in the finale for this one. Apparently, she has not only filmed the scene solo from her co-stars, but also is it Michael Patrick King? The, mm-hmm. Yeah, she. So we're presuming it's a phone call. Well, I I kind of feel that she felt by stepping back that if she stood still that the show would stop I do kind of feel that she's realised that she's I love I'm actually a huge Kim Cattrall I just say fan, I'm a very huge Kim Cattrall and I don't fan. like the fact she's going through this but I think she's probably realised that it didn't stop because she stopped and actually she's reclaiming ownership of the character I was going to say it gives her dignity of the character because they actually because she appeared in you know spoiler alert if you haven't seen it the, that you know she sent flowers for Big's funeral mm-hmm. uh, and then she also appeared through text in the finale yeah so I think she realised that actually oh no she appeared a couple of times through text yeah, yeah. so I think she kind of realised that her character was going to continue so I think this is her way of reclaiming ownership mm-hmm. but I, I like the fact this is a nice bit of nice news yes I, it's nice I do love that I, I, did you see the show she was in a couple of years back it got cancelled about the TV evangelist and she she was the wife of the guy that went died and so I knew of that show never saw it I saw the promo and it was it was it we was watched up until it got cancelled and like like there's no point watching last couple yeah, but yeah. she was really good in it oh I, I believe that uh, and she's an amazing actress yes it called like filthy filthy money or something I know it was really good it sounds right it's something, no. something along those do adore Miss Kim Cattrall so very glad but also really glad that you are taking ownership of your career. Absolutely. My mum adores Kim Cattrall because, as she said, she kept away from other people's husbands. Well, there you go. That's all you need to know. All right. Well, I'm going to continue the good news from Republicans with Pride. This it's a choice. It's a choice. So, in Vermont, Governor uh, Phil Scott, who is a known GOP, has signed two pieces—not one, but two pieces—of good legislation this um, past few weeks, 
One is pro-abortion and one is pro-trans rights. Vermont is a very liberal state. It's going to be a, that Sanders is Bernie Sanders' state, yes, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So uh, no, is it Sanders, New Hampshire? Oh, it's Vermont, isn't it? I don't. I don't. Maybe I'm going to Google. I'm yes. live Googling. Anyways, anyways, th- that being said, he signed legislation of pro-abortion, pro-trans rights. Um, but generally speaking, um, he sides with the House and the Senate uh, in Vermont, which is controlled by Democrats, um, and has voted anti-Trump both in 2016 and 2020 and is seeking a possible third term. So, you know, this is an individual that, um, thank you for protecting our rights, is what I'm going to say. Thank you, Pride, as you're still looking, still looking. I'm still looking. I, I might go to my next shout-out while you're still looking. Yeah, you watch. should still look at I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deep dive back in. All right, so my next little shout-out goes to the Lyndon B. Johnson Presidential Library in Austin, Texas, who two nights ago hosted their first Pride Night entitled Y'all Means All in Austin, Texas, where they displayed queer artists, queer creators. He's Vermont. Okay, Vermont. Thank you very much. Anyways, promoted queer creators, queer musicians, the whole nine yards at the Presidential Library. We absolutely adore it. Thank you, LBJ. Thank you to Linda and Lucy, the daughters, so very much. One day I hope to meet you. Anyways... Yes. Every time I hear LBJ, all I can think of is, hey, hey, LBJ, how many kids did you kill today? Yes, and that is the anti-Vietnam We love chance. Vietnam in Britain. Well, he was a Democrat, and he was pro-great society and integration. LBJ, did he take over after the assassination? Of Kennedy, yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, so we're learning stuff here, people. And Lady Bird Johnson served as his unofficial vice president for an entire year, so she was prior to Kamala. I did not know that. That's yes. a fun fact. Yes, there you go. I don't know what we're going to do with that fact, but we... The, no, that's, a, I didn't know she actually she served, so what, you didn't have one set up? So, no one set up, so, like, she sort of, like, unofficially stepped in and was, like, representing him whenever he couldn't get away from Congress doing the legislative deals. So, she was, like, like elevated first lady. Oh, yes. That's actually very interesting. Absolutely. Did not know that. Yeah. That's anyway. why she was so prominent in the 64 campaign. There you go. Um, I do have one final story, and this is a shout-out to the next generation, so, in Indiana, there has been some good news from the Carroll High School of Fort Wayne, Indiana, where high school students were told, guess what, the play that you want to perform is too gay, and we cannot allow this to happen. So, the students performed Marion, or The True Tale of Robin Hood, which I'm not familiar with this play, but apparently it exists, um, which is a queer retelling of Sherwood Forest. Um, <clears throat> they put it on with a GoFundMe campaign off campus, and it was a success. Um, rave reviews, fantastic, and, you know, way to beat the man, essentially. Like, there you go. Like, you know, your board of education says you can't do it here, and you're like, we're going to perform in the park, literally. We had a show in England. Uh, do you know the um, actor Tony Robbins? hmm Yeah, so he, it was a kid's show called May Marion and the Merry, Merry Men, and uh-huh. the idea was that Robin Hood was a fop. <laughs> and essentially May Marion was, it was a kid's show, it was on oh. at five, five o'clock. Oh. It I, I need to find it for you. Yeah, I, and, I don't know the show. And Tony Robbins, uh, Robinson, like, he was in black, was he black? He was bald chicken black hats and he did time team all that. And he played the sheriff of Nottingham and the idea was it was about Maid Marion. I feel like this play is very much about that. Yeah. Like, from the one clip I saw, it's like, ooh. I think I, think I bought my brother the DVD a couple of years ago, or a few years ago probably now. Yeah. But, um, a it decade w- ago. It was like, you've got to... 
Huh? It had a really good theme. Uh-huh. Um, it was really good, um, and my mum used to love it because it was really one of those like w- British kids shows. Tended to we d- they didn't pander to kids. They were like, we're gonna aim them at adults, and if a kid enjoys it, you'll like it. <laughs> Fair I enough. think you'd really enjoy this one, actually. Oh, I'd probably rewatch it. Like, yeah, don't worry. if I can find it, I think we'll have a giggle. Mm. Oh, oh, for no. giggles. But dear high schoolers, they literally. I think it. it, it when they do this, it panics. It panics the certain sides of the aisle. Well, especially because they circumvented the entire system, and I'm like, that is the way you do it. You find the rules, you break the rules, you go outside the box. Like that is, you did everything you're supposed to, and it was perfection from what we've heard from the reviews. Beautiful. Even had a write up in the Washington Post. So yes, bravo. So Daniel, that's been gay culture for the youth. What has been gay culture for you this week? Oh, gay culture for me this week. Uh, let's do our quick little rundown. Food of the week was roasted broccoli. I absolutely love it and made it this week, and therefore it's my culture for food. My drink is what's called. A I was about to say, is that your culture? <laughs> you ate uh, roasted broccoli? Uh, yeah, no, but for f- uh, anyways, for food, for drink, it's called a summer solstice. It's part vodka, part cucumber, part cantaloupe, part melon liqueur. That stuff will go down fantastically. Is it like my, my, my melon that burnt the throat? No, it is not like your melon that burned the throat, where you stack, stuck an entire bottle of what type of vodka was it into a watermelon? Vodka? <laughs> no. No, I don't know no, what it was. It was like no. rubbing alcohol vodka. Yeah. Like, I am going to be very generous with you on that one. It was not the right vodka to put in there. Um, but you tried. You tried your damnedest. Um, my song of the week, and this is not going out to anyone, do not read into this, but it's a great song, um, Taylor Swift's new single, You're Losing Me, which is post-breakup with Joe Alwyn, oh my god, it will hit you in all the fields. Like, it will. I, okay, what I find interesting is Uh that you, I learn about all Taylor Swift through you. Yes. But why... I, I feel she's got very indie artists. Like, I oh, don't yeah. hear stuff now that comes out. Like, I don't... You have to hear it from a Swifty, because we know. <laughs> it's weird, like, she's still so big, but yeah, I still mainly hear it while we're recording our podcast. Well, there you go. Love it. Anyways, uh, my soundtrack of the week, Revisit, Aida. I love it. I love Aida. I love Aida. Never been on in London. No, it has not. It premiered in Atlanta, though. Yeah. That's where I knew of it. From. I think it's well due a comeback. I oh, think absolutely. it is well do a comeback. I think it could do a comeback with a little bit of an expansion on it, like or maybe not even that. Like it's sort of perfect. Like the musical is sort of perfection. Yeah, I think it's well I, I yeah, well do a comeback. Yeah. So I have started reading again, uh, so my book for June is going to be When Brooklyn Was Queer, and it's very fascinating so far. Love it. It's looking at gay culture prior to 1965 in Brooklyn, New York. I guess it's going to come into the Machining Society a little bit, the early origins of, or just before? Uh, probably a little bit before, uh, but it, this was actually recommended on another podcast, The Gilded Gentleman, like mm. looking at queer culture in Victorian New York. Like, this was one of the books he recommended, and so nice. we're looking at it. And then my television of the week. Designing Women is now on Amazon, so there you go. Do with it what you will. It was on Hulu for a while, wasn't it? But it's on Amazon now. Designing Women is amazing. It is. Um, I Delta Burke, my apparent uh, birthday twin, so there you go. So Not Delta Burke. So, oh, my God. Oh, my God, not Delta Burke. 
Um, Dixie Carter. Dixie sorry. Carter. Sorry, so, I knew I was wrong whenever I said it. <laughs> out of all the designing women, uh-huh. Dixie Carter was the only one I went into that show with not knowing who she was. Really? So Designing Women was not big in England. Right. Uh, Golden Girls was, but uh, it wasn't by the time I was born. My mum and dad used right. to watch it. So, uh, quickly, we're going to do a deep dive on Designing Women. Yes. Um, so, the three, there was four main actresses. Mm-hmm. Delta Burke, Dixie Carter, Jean Smart, Annie Potts. Yes. Right. Got it. So, quiz time. Yes, quiz time. What do you, you call them over here? Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Pop quiz. Oh, God. What show, what culture do you think I know the following people through Annie Potts you know it for the Ghostbusters yes Gene Smart oh uh, probably something post so 24 the 24 kid. okay and Delta Burke uh Homeland popular oh popular I don't know that was Ryan Murphy's first one she played Mary Cherry's mum Cherry Cherry I don't know hello Cherry Cherry Enterprises I, okay. And that was it. So yeah. So I, but I knew Jean Smart as a, a, a amazing actress, she and is, she yes. is. But I did not. She was a comedy actress. She got started as a comedy actress. actress, and I saw her as the the first lady who had um, issues. Yeah. Um, beautifully played out. Mm-hmm. Beautifully played out. But no. Um, so yeah. So when I started designing women, I was just like, wow, this is like culture mashup. It really is. Like. It was sort of like pre all of that. And you've got to remember that I probably got to know Annie Potts, not through Ghostbusters, but the cartoon version of her. Oh. Through the cartoon. Well, I was thinking also you love her in GCB. Ah, see, GCB we're not going to talk about because we're going to do a deep dive. That's going to be an episode. Wait, watch this space. Really? But now that's so good, Dying Women, I do love. I do love the fact, though, that is it their home? Is it their office? Is it the home office? It's the home office. They were working from home before COVID. So here's the thing. The exterior is the Villa Marie in Little Rock, which is literally two blocks from where my mom grew up. So we would pass it the entire time. I'd go there and see my grandmother. So like we knew the Villa Marie, but then they're supposed to be in Atlanta. And it was a very, it was like, that is not Atlanta. Like, no, no. But I just loved the floating yeah. desk. And that was meant to be a home. <laughs> I, yes. I, it was so crazy how they set up. I did love it. Uh, but no, it was a little bit like... It was a little bit, what is going on here? What but is it, going on? But it, it, I will say this, it's very much New South post-1960s, uh, essentially. Like, the 80s revival of the South. Like, we're coming back into it. Obviously, it's famous for its HIV episode with yes. Tony Goldwyn. Yes, Tony Goldwyn um, was the, uh, asked them to design his casket and funeral. Famous like, Tony Goldwyn, who was hot as shit with Patrick Swayze in Ghost, and also as present fits in scandal. scandal but his family is famous Metro Goldwyn um, Studios yes yeah. anyway MGM thank you Daniel you're welcome is that all your culture that is all my that's culture that's a lot of culture that's a lot of culture it's always a lot of culture right, I'm going to shoot through mine because we said we we're going to be slick this week my food was a Jamie Oliver vegetarian moussaka that my husband hated um, it got rid of the bechamel sauce in favour of just egg in oh, theory God, it sorry. could work I think, you know what? Listeners, I, I'm clasping my hands because I'm so sorry because you were the, talking about this before the, the podcast. The bit that I could love is the fact you cook the potato in the tomato sauce, which I think makes it interesting, but mm. I would not just do egg. I would do a bechamel sauce. Yeah, no, fair enough. Done. Television. I started Queen Charlotte. We're actually actually five out of six episodes in. Okay. It's good. Okay. It's, I like it. Have you watched it? 
No, I haven't yet. It's all about the ladies. So even mm. like because it, it flashes between the present and the the past. Uh-huh. Uh So you get a lot of the history of Lady Lady Danbury. Uh huh. I do like it. Actually, it's very solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's good. I I, it, it, I as I'm saying, it's my post royal withdrawal. Fair enough. Fair enough. I may give it a view this week because I feel like I'm out of television shows unless I do something. Oh no, you, if you like Bridgerton you'll really like it. Oh, I love Bridgerton. I think it's actually yeah. strong. It's really strong. Is it like a season two or season one of Bridgerton? It's like, if you like Lady Danbury, um, season one, Lady Bridgerton and Quit the Queen. Yeah. If you, because none of the kids are in it. It's oh, all, fantastic. But, I'm going to say this, the youngest son, I do believe it's the youngest son of Queen Charlotte in the present they say the present, the modern times, is played by an actor called Joshua Riley, who I had the pleasure of directing in a short film about homelessness a few years back. He's a grafting actor. I am so, so proud of him to see him there on my Netflix screen. So I'm just giving a shout out to this guy. I knew he was going to be in it. But I literally, when I, I, I put a chair up. So all I'm saying is he has worked so, so hard to be on Netflix. Good for you. Yay. Yay. My other TV for the week is the Ted Lasso season finale. Oh, I feel like you've got thoughts on that one. Because everyone, uh, everyone it, seems to have thoughts about it. It's excellent. Okay. Um, I, I, so we don't still know how they're going to go forward. I think Jason Sudakis is done with it. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, there was enough hints. So somehow it managed to feel like a good conclusion to the season series without actually announcing it was done. Mm-hmm. I've really, really enjoyed this series. Uh, the Hubs and I sat through this episode and literally cheered at points. Oh, yeah. Cheered. At, yeah. At, at outrightly. We've enjoyed this so much. I, I love Ted Lasso. I think it's become one of my favourite shows. I think it gets... A, I, I, I hated soccer in England. I, I Football? Got, football. <laughs> I mean, I went to like a, a female soccer match on... A ladies soccer match. Uh, the uh, Spirits on uh, Saturday. At Arleyfield. Yeah, Sunday. That was really great. I love I'm loving I'm starting to love it but no it was really well done I don't give a shit what people think about this season to be honest I, I really enjoyed every moment of it they mm. said the episodes are too long I'm like There's, they're not long enough mm. that last episode <coughs> the lovely Brett got his top off and I'm happy Ooh. yes Ooh. I'm sorry um, <laughs> but they've not I, I I joked with the hubs about where they're going to go the next season and then actually they hinted at that in this episode so I'm like yay but I did have to say and I, I wrote the notes down mm-hmm. but there's a lot of backlash and we have to start remembering people <clears throat> clear my throat clear my throat yes TV and media is here to entertain us it is not here for us yes if it doesn't 100% match what you want as the lovely now what was, I can never remember the, the, the author's name which she goes if there's a book you want to read that doesn't exist go write it Tony Morrison Tony Morrison yes if it's a TV show you want to watch and it doesn't exist go make it and yeah. try and find how hard it is yeah but quite frankly Ted Lasso season finale had the hubs in tears me I, I had a little bit of a tear in places mm-hmm. I was put off with a bit of bad green screen at one point that's just me but yeah. all I'm saying is it was a very good episode I don't know why it's been so overblown. Anyway, moving on. And actually, that brings us to... Oh. Drum roll. Da, 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 da. Film. Yes. 
What film, Daniel, did we see this week? For my birthday, we went to go see The Little Mermaid. Glug, glug, glug. There were five homosexuals <laughs> eating popcorn in the theatre. <laughs> so first thing I'm going to say, very disappointed how quiet the 7pm on a Saturday was. Yes, I'm not going to lie. I do feel that Barbie has... That's become people's centre of attention. Yes, and Barbie, Barbie isn't even here. And it will be here, and I'm excited yeah. for Barbie. Yeah. But... I saw Little Mermaid at the cinema. You would have been too young... I was born that year. I remember watching The Little Mermaid as a child, and it was my favorite film. In fact, if my brother was born female, his middle name would have been Ariel. Ariel. Yeah. So I was going to pick it out. Anyways. Slight fun fact, fact is my <coughs> uncle is Andrew Paul. Uh-huh. Why do you think his middle name's Paul? I don't know. I don't my know. My mum was allowed to pick his meal and oh oh okay okay Paul McCartney oh okay okay yeah. sorry it's good so that's where like, you, you yeah. told me that story before yeah. sorry so I was like where. I don't remember that's where so Daniel what did you think of Little Mermaid so here's the thing I love that it is a modern day interpretation yeah I feel that with script doctoring with a little five minute scene at the very beginning they could have solved all the plot holes oh what do you mean so okay so quickly quickly uh, we're probably going to be talking about this for about another four minutes, so please press the plus 30 button eight more times if you haven't seen Little Mermaid yet. Right. So, here's the thing. We know in the narrative that Ursula lived in the palace, that Ariel's mom was killed, and that Eric was adopted. Yes. So, if we had a scene at the very beginning that showed that, you know, the mom was killed, Ursula did something to get banned, and then Titan, you know, Triton was, like, so distraught, he was like, you know smashing ships and a baby went to the shore that would have solved all the plot holes that we were talking about I feel that maybe you could have done Ursula maybe not part of that but I do like if she was narrating it I do like the fact that potentially okay so that scene in my head this is me Uh, literally right now would have been they kill the mum Ursula whispers in Triton's ear destroy them yeah he then does that sees the dead bodies of the parents and then banishes Ursula for that level of vengeance. Right. But obviously, Eric ends up... I get that. And it would have allowed you to see the daughters, like, as a younger age, to, like, actually establish that they are the daughters as opposed to these questions that have come up of, like, are they daughters or are they, like, you know... You know, anyways, princesses. Like, you know, which is different. So you feel it should have started with the mum dying? I feel like you should have started with, like, a back... Don't get me wrong. This Gemini loves a backstory. Like, have a little bit of backstory, and like, five minutes would have solved every issue that I had with the film. Literally. So she was originally the aunt in the original cartoon, but they cut that scene. And And she was the aunt in the musical, which I knew the musical. Yeah, Yeah. which they had the song, which explained a lot. Didn't fully explain it, but explained a lot. My 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 only like I loved it actually, and I actually re-listened to part of your world, and actually I think the orchestration for this part of your world is better than the original. I would agree. Yeah, I would it, agree. I, I do think that they they because actually it's quite a subtle song, and they make mm-hmm. this one the bigger song. But I do miss the sauciness of um, Par Unfortunate Souls. Yes. I feel like there was a lot of dialogue that was cut. Which I knew what I did. Yeah. And I I know as a white male in his late 30s, he's married, it's easy to turn around and say, you know, and barley language. language. 
But I did miss that. But overall, and, and there's been a lot of comparisons between Prince Eric's song and every song sung by Troy in High School Musical. Well, fair. But he did have a nice butt. He had very dreamy eyes. He had dreamy eyes. He was very dreamy to look at. No offense, I love blue eyes. But. No, he, he, I thought he was excellent. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, they did as they updated it well, and I think yeah. that actually was it. Paloma Faithfull said, "I hated this film. I, it was so bad for my daughters." I'm like, no, she came. To, there's, I, I, I like the fact actually. What people don't realize is when they update these, they do the live action versions. They're actually updating the context and the storyline. Right. And that's why they're doing it. And it's sort of like saying, well, let's give some agency to the women. Yes. Uh, because you're complaining that the animated versions are sexist. And now you're complaining that they shouldn't remake them into live action. I'm like, well, pick a side. Yeah. It's one or the other. Pick um, a side, any side. But I will say this. I feel like she also didn't have that much agency in this film, though. Well, the, the one... Because, like, Ursula did this extra little curse of, like, you're not going to remember that you've got to get this kiss. And I'm like, well, honey, the cards are just... You're not gonna win, like. Yeah, I was, and the other thing is, they made Scuttle a, a diving bird, so because mm-hmm. apparently she'd never been up to the surface, and that yeah, was a big yeah. thing. But I overall, I think out of all of them, it got the it got the message. Yes, out of, out of all the live actions, like this yeah. one got it. Like it we have gorgeous. learned, we have learned from Beauty and the Beast. We'll put it that way. I quite but Beauty and the Beast is better than Lion King Lion King was just a, a shot for shot and that was just not needed so I agree but also there was something about Beauty and the Beast that like drove me crazy and I don't know what it was yeah maybe they played up the Stockholm Syndrome too much I don't know yeah no I but I thought this one was really good I we, were, like, we had a very small audience but everyone was kind of cheering clapping it was lovely yeah Anyway, I love that. Yeah, no, I agree. It was it was good. We could talk about this all day, but we're not going to. No, we're not. No. We're going to move on. So, that may be the culture for us, and should have been for everyone, but what was making an impact for everyone else? It should have been Little Mermaid. We check the fiends, test the mood, and ask the question, what is gay culture? And my dear, I'm going to let you introduce which everyone first, and I'm going to talk my ears off. I, I can't. I can't. My heart is beating. It's going. Padam, padam. So I hear it, and I know. There's nothing we love more at Bitches of Beards headquarters than doing a new story that becomes a culture story. Because that's why we're here. Yes. We are here to discuss news becoming culture. We did it a few weeks back with Gwyneth Paltrow and the ski accident. Whoops, look out, here she comes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and last couple of weeks ago, we announced that Kylie had a new single. No, it was last week. Padam. Was, yeah, Padam. It was I think ex- it was like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Two, no, two, 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 two weeks two. ago. Sorry. Padam. So, Kylie Minogue, <coughs> God bless you, oh, released you. a new single uh, called Padam. Yeah. And it literally, straight away, the we're, 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 are you going to say straight away or gay away the gays gay away it. the gay away gays flock to so it so within it in actually the show Ugly Betty there was a thing called the gay PB which was basically how news spread through the office and yeah. give the gays it so the gay PB went yeah. out and within five seconds of Badum coming out it had been remixed with the grinder sound effect if you don't uh, know what a grinder sound effect is listen to your husband's phone uh, uh, um, that wasn't it <laughs> so Kylie released his single Padam I love Kylie mm-hmm. right so we're going to do, oh, yes. we're going to do a quick deep dive on Kylie Minogue so for those who don't know if you've been living under a rock i.e. Jesus Kylie Minogue aka the princess of pop 
had her first big break in the Australian soap opera Neighbours between 1986 to 1988. I watched that religiously with my mother. I was born in 1985. I remember in 1988 being only three years old, very sad that Kylie was leaving. When she married her long-term love, the lovely Scott, played by Jason Donovan, who also had a career, and they actually dated in real life, and they sang together, and it was nuts. Um, I was very sad. My mum thought that it was weird when I came out as gay because I was sad that Kylie had left Neighbours <laughs> and Banana Ramad's club, and then she went, oh my God, it all makes sense now. <laughs> Upon It was a cruel summer. Rumour has it that Ky- well, Danny Minogue, Kylie's sister, was meant to be the one that was the pop star, but unfortunately Kylie took over. One time Kylie was at an event, decided to get onto a karaoke machine and sing the song Locomotion. Someone heard it and went, I think we have a hit on our hands. Kylie then sung it and then she became the, a, literally went into a phase of becoming like pop cute bubblegum pop. Yes. Do the Locomotion, Locomotion with, with me. me. She did the Stock Aikman and Walk Stock Aikerman and Waterman music, and that became the beginning of her pop career. Mm. She had a bit of a lull at one point, and then Phase Two came out with the birth of Modern Kylie, which I thought was with the Fever album, but wasn't. I didn't realize that Lightyear's album came out before Fever. Oh, yeah. And Kylie decided to relaunch herself onto the pop scene with the song Spinning Around, famous for a certain set of gold hot pants. She comes out. Oh, yes. yes Sorry. Launch herself as a... I mean, she was... I'm not going to say anything, but late 30s at that time, uh, looking stunning, and relaunched one and Kylie, and reinstated herself as gay culture. Uh, Favourite songs of hers since then have been on the Aphrodite album... Uh, the song uh, All The Lovers which featured mm. a gay kiss in the video and I love the song Into The Blue and I actually actually think that mm. song I trained when I was training for my first marathon that song was on my I, I still think of that song I'm going to call out Roll Groove from the Disco album love that one what one? the Disco album that she did uh, Light Years yes um, I love Your Disco Needs You and yes. Disco Down yeah. but no so she's um, amazing so she decided so she's been releasing songs uh, she did a couple of good ones during Covid yeah um, We're Million Miles Apart which I thought was a really great song yeah anyway so this song comes out Padam Dam which is inspired by an Edith Piaf song which Edith Piaf song called Padam Padam oh yeah oh but in England, BBC Radio 1 and Capital FM, which is the 95.8 Capital FM, actually refused to play Padam Padam. Why? They, I, I, they decided it was not good enough. It's too gay? Uh, it was not a strong enough song. BBC, is it too homosexual for Too you? homosexual, but apparently, and then she, so she went online. That's why she's really, really big on this. So Padam Padam has just gone... Badam. Badam. It's just taken off. And, and I don't know what to say, really, actually. It, it's been... It is the definition of viral, for lack of a better word. Like, it's just word of mouth. Like, we've all been playing it, listening to it. Like, it's just everything that we need. Like, her in that red bodysuit billowing in the wind on top of that car. Like, Max, I feel like it's what we need right now. So, what do you like about it? I like that it's catchy, and I like that it's vulnerable in the lyrics if you actually listen to the verse. Yeah. Like, she's talking about, oh, I see you. I want you to take me home tonight. I want you to take off my clothes, mm. which, I mean, She's what? 53. 
and this is what I'm going to say, and I don't mean this disparagingly, like, what woman of 53 in pop is singing that right now? No one. Cher. It's her, but her and Cher, though. And Cher, obviously, is like 30 <coughs> years on for 20. Uh, right. But I love the fact those two are allowing themselves to be the ingenue. Right. But that being said, no one else in pop that is female at that age is singing that. No, because I think... No one. Madonna's not doing... So, like, Cher... Uh, Adele would never sing that. Adele's not going to sing that. Cher, uh, Madonna is just going through a weird phase in her life. But no... But even Gaga's not singing that right now. No, what... I think it's... it's I, I, I don't know why this is... But it's become culture because essentially, per-dum, per-dum. No. I, I... It just... She gave everyone what they needed, which was a a lyric that made sense. Mm-hmm. There was a conclusion to why the lyric. Padam is right. meant to be the heartbeat. Right. Padam, padam. It's meant to be the heartbeat she feels when she sees a guy. Yeah. And she starts singing lyrics about, you know, take off all my clothes. Yes. Like again. She, but she's still in control whenever she's saying, saying that. that. And she's, but also I, I don't want to think about age, but she's, uh, you know, she's in her fifties and she's yeah. a bit she singing out like it should take my clothes off I'm well, like it harkens back to like early Madonna with like like a virgin but not but not you know also Kylie does very short songs you know she's yeah. like under two minutes yeah they're under three minutes long mm. but I just think it's somehow she snuck in really early because I feel that especially in England is that we our songs come from the continent mm so usually everyone goes over to like Ibiza or something and they come back at, in August and go hey we heard this song this is going to be we're wearing playing Lady Gaga yes yeah. Kylie just literally I think she knew she had something and I think someone said just ignore what they're saying let's yeah. release this uh, it was her 53rd birthday this week and she she just said as part of her birthday thank you to everyone going I cannot believe what how this has taken off all I'm going to say is Gemini's are very creative Gabon. 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 But no, it's been quite a week in, and, and I said, I've loved her stuff. I've, I liked a lot of um, the last in the Kylie Gold album, the mm. music album. Yeah. It's it, She's just been so good, but for some reason, she somehow managed to come back. And I, I, I'm not saying I'm shocked that I didn't expect she could do this, but I'm like, I just, I'm shocked that she was able to pull this off. It, it was such an intense market out there. And she snuck in with a song and just earwormed us all. Well, here's the thing. I feel like it was very quiet before she released it, and then it just yeah. it just came. That that's the thing. That is what impresses me. Like Carly Rae Jepsen does. Yes, it came out of nowhere, and you're just like, oh, oh, here, badum, yeah, badum. You know, like it just it just came and hit us, and I'm like, I like that. Like, I'll be honest, Madonna has a lot to learn from this. She totally does. Yeah, Madonna does have a lot to learn. I would say a lot of pop singers and have a lot to learn from I this. I think those that have got established careers have a lot to learn from this. Yeah. It's like you can reinvent it at any age. Just do it right. I'm just like... I'm happy about this. Mm. I'm happy I'm happy Kylie's back. Yeah. But back, back... And I say she's back. She's always been here, but Kylie has reinstated. And I think that whereas we got a bit sleepy on her, I think she's come back to say, look, I'm a force. Mm-hmm. She'll ride off, off this. She's got an album coming out. I should say, well. she's got an album, album coming, coming out. out. Like, for good. I, I think this has made her year. I think she's literally going to release the album, do a couple more singles, and then go, I'm, I've got a year off. I've, I've done what I need to do. And she's earned it off of Padam and Long. Yeah. There you go. Good for her. Yes. 
So we're going to move on quickly. Yes, and I am very interested in this topic. So, Daniel and I, and this actually came up on when I did, was interviewed this week, is how we oh. pick our topics. And mm. I said that we let topics pick us. Yes, very much so. So, we mentioned last week about an individual called Brunch Guy. Yes, yes, yes. And an uh, individual that appears online in the DMV area. Yes, he does, on does. a certain app. Uh, and requests brunch off people. Yes. And sends the same copy and paste message out. Yes. Brunch at 2 or at 10 a.m. in Tyson's Corner at this location. Now, Tyson's Corner is buttfuck out of D.C. It's essentially at Dulles Airport, which is like a 90-minute like Uber ride. You know, so, perspective. not saying we're snobby. What is the place in, it's in Virginia that's like kind of northern Virginia like near oh it's south of Pentagon City um Crystal got, City it's got all the bars in it not Crystal City all the bars in it Ooh. no no there is a street in Crystal City that has like Freddy's yeah Freddy's but there's oh there's I can never remember what it's called uh, we, Old we, Town El Rey Del Rey Del Rey could be so there's uh, places more local yes but, that, that it's not, you know, a 90-minute Uber ride yeah, out there. Yeah, so, unfortunately, in D.C., in the D- so DMV, for those that don't live in D.C., and I'm hoping there's a lot of people <coughs> out here, bless you. Sorry. Those that don't live in a DMV, uh, DMV stands for D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Yes, you got it right. It's an area. Yeah. But it's also a very tight area, so it's a, it's the northern of Virginia, the southern of Maryland, and D.C. You can see all three locations, like, standing at one location. Point. So this guy has messaged both me and Daniel. Yes, several times. Obviously being married and not going for random brunch with people, I don't go for it. And, and me being, well, single-ish. It point. made me ask the question to Daniel is, you know, do you notice that there's people out there on the dating apps mm-hmm. that you feel... Like, I feel this guy, you've messaged him a couple of times back and said, yeah, sure, why don't you meet? And he's gone quiet. Uh-huh. Do you feel like there's a culture at the moment of people like enjoying the interaction but not wanting to have the face to face so I'm going to say yes and I'm not I'm going to put this out here writ large priest we are not talking about you at this point yes, by any no. stretch of the imagination but like we're talking about these individuals that you talk in the apps and I do very much feel like it's like oh sure I would love to meet you on like a Friday at like 4pm well, great. I host a podcast at six, so I cannot meet on Friday, but I can meet you on Saturday. Is typically yeah. my response, and I'm like, "Oh, that doesn't work for me," and then that's it. And it's like, but I was never going to meet you at two p.m. on a Friday because I'm also working at two p.m. on a Friday. Like, why are you putting out these weird time things? Like, that's the other thing. Like, I feel these individuals act like they want to meet, but then it's like, I can meet you at one p.m. on a Monday, and I'm like, I have to work. Yeah. You know, like, I was never going to meet you at 1 p.m. on a Monday. Why offer it if that was the only time you could meet? Like, no, I do feel like there's a lot of that going on in the DMV. And I'm like, one, I want to know what their job is, if they can do that. Because, two, that's not mine, you know? A lot of, the time, a lot of people earn a lot of money in a DMV. Though, yeah, well, yes, yeah. I think that's the thing is a lot of people, there's a lot of early retirees. Right, but, like, th- these people I'm talking about are, like, our age. And I'm like... What do you do that you can do this? Do you think a lot of people during... Because I've got a lot of people I know online uh-huh. that uh, when I first met the Hubs, that they added me on Facebook and I suddenly realised that they were never going to meet in person. And I don't like that. I'm sorry, I don't like it. So I would say there's a lot of people on my Facebook 
that I have met once at an event. They added me. I said, sure, and I have never met them in person again, but I see them, like, liking my stuff and, like, checking stuff on me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because I've had people say, add me, and then I go. So that's, you've had, you've been orbited. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had people that we that have met, added, and then we've invited to parties, and they've been very interested, but they never want to come. Yeah. And it's like, well... And it, it, this comes up a lot around Pride season because yeah. I think when Pride is at like it's such a, a time to engage with the community. So I just I'm so curious about this sort of digital only relationship that people are having. Well, it's so. I'm and as COVID made it worse. Well, and here's the thing: I'm going to call it out. It's so superficial. Yeah. Like because you're not going to meet them in person. Like it's like oh no, we'll we'll see you online and support you from afar, and it's just like. But I'm an actual person, and I'm inviting you to this bar event. So you something. feel that? Do you feel that some people just want to have that little taster engagement to feel like they're part of it, but not actually follow through? Yes, and I'm going to say like I feel like some of it might be introverted people. Yes, and that, that, that goes know. without saying. And a lot of people have a lot of backstory with their right. homosexuality. And I'm not going to like call it out, but I also feel like a lot of my exes have also done this thing. Where they've been like, oh, we've broken up, but we're going to remain friends. And they're still, like, also doing this, like... Orbiting. Orbiting of, like, oh, happy birthday. And I'm like, I don't ever want to hear from you, you again. Can. Like, why are you saying happy birthday to me? Like, this is... Do not do not be nice. So this, this also comes into a little bit what I was looking at was... Oh, not looking at, but my own thoughts were that, yes, I, I think we need to redefine what relationships are. Like, I am yes. in a very traditional relationship in terms of that I have a husband and, you know, we we have obviously our own like, rules and regulations during our marriage, but, you know, we, we are uh, a in-person relationship. And yeah. I understand that some people, there are some long-distance relationships that have never met that consider they have, like, fiancés, partners, whatever, they don't live in the same country. That's your... You know, I'm not going to yuck you yum. I'm not going to do Thank it. Thank you for using that term. I'm not, that I'm, term. I, I don't get it because, quite frankly, I need to be with my husband's. Same. Uh, well, I mean, not same to that, but, you know, I need to have interaction with the person I'm I need to kiss his shoulder occasionally. You know, oh. like, you know, but I... So I'm not going to do that. So, but we have to redefine what a relationship is. We're not, we shouldn't look down at people who maybe do enjoy being a long distance relationship knowing there's someone to always chat to but at the same time is a lot of these I feel like the other issue and I'm going to sidetrack I like to say sidetrack because it makes an excuse for me going on a tangent oh. is a parasocial relationships you know this term yes I do know yeah, so for those who obviously don't parasocial relationship is when someone has an intense feeling of a, if usually it's a celebrity mm. and they, they engage at an intense level but also I feel now that as people put it more and more online uh, in social media that parasocial relationships are happening with commoners I say in inverted commas I mean think Selena Selena yeah, yeah. so I mean Selena is the ultimate parasocial yeah. relationship yeah yeah and I do feel we have to redefine these, what a relationship means. But when you are engaging with someone with zero intention of actually meeting in person, and I and it's I it's a disservice talk, and dishonest. When I was when I was in my early twenties, and yeah. I, I I I use gaydar.co.uk or gaydar.com, <laughs> you know, I uh-huh. did, we didn't have apps yeah. when I first started this. It wasn't common to meet people in public. It was frowned right. upon. It was like you're going to get murdered. 
Right. So at which point you had to tell a friend yeah. to say we're going to meet at this location at this hour. Send the police there. You don't hear. From and it was still. Hours, it was yeah. not hot heard of. And I get that, but you know, I feel with parasocials and 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 these sort of orbitings and that is that you know it's not it's very one sided. And I I I feel that the biggest question is going to come is. At what point are you are you mentally abusing someone? Well, and I think so. I mean, you know, thinking about brunch guy, it's like repeatedly, it's like, hey, let's meet for brunch under situations I know you're never going to meet, and I'm just like, please stop asking me this question. You know, if you ask me at nine a.m., I'm not going to be at Tyson's at ten. Like, you just know that with traffic, especially on a Saturday. Especially on a Saturday, like you just know this is not possible. Why even ask me? Like. I feel this is going to be like an ongoing discussion with the, the yeah. pods because I do find dating fascinating. I have a very... I mean, it is. Trust it me. Is. <laughs> but it's like stuff that we wanted to start. We had a little initial conversation about this. <laughs> questioning stuff, yes. And then we're questioning this. Questioning like... this. But we'll keep going. But no, the culture at the moment really is, is how acceptable is it to have an online digital relationship only. Only. And I, I'm going to say no for me. No for you. It's a no for me. Like, I, I want to, like, see you. Well, when, when the Hubs and I got yeah. together, we were long distance and we, we, we made an agreement about time. We had to get together. But that's the thing. You actually met in person, too, yeah. like, before you did we that. We did know he existed. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. He was a real person. Flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. That was a lovely taste of a conversation. Uh, yes, it tastes like iron with the blood. Thank you. I believe you got an old and tired for us. I do have an old and tired for us this week. It's very ironic, really, in that the right is coming out against Chick fil A. Okay, go ahead. So, apparently. By the way, I had Chick fil A, and if you feel that. <laughs> Chick-fil-A's flavour justifies buying it because it's right wing. It's shit chicken. It ain't that good. Well, anyways, I'm just going to say this. That, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A is currently having some backlash where the right is protesting them as well right now. Why are they backlashing them? Because it has come to light that Chick-fil-A has a diversity, equity, inclusion, like, branch within their department or company essentially the irony is that this branch was formed in 2020 and it's just coming to light now in 2023 and they're now saying that we must protest them which I'm just like honey this is ironic because now you have the left and the right protesting you so I'm just waiting to watch all of this burn down in a big flame of Chick-fil-A sauce at this point yes stepdog I think everyone should watch Chick-fil-A burn well I absolutely agree I absolutely agree at this point. You uh, you reaped what you sowed on that one. So I don't have a word of the week, but I have a fact of the week. Oh, fact of the week. Hit me up with and a fact And this was provided by the lovely lady that served me, I don't have her name, but Paces on 14th Street. Uh-huh. A marathon is 26.2 miles. Yes. Right. So the idea was that they ran from marathon to Athens or Athens to marathon. Yes, in okay. Greece. In, in ancient Greece. Greece. In ancient Greece. Yes. That is actually roughly 25 miles. Oh, where'd the extra mile come from? It was increased to 26 miles during the 1908 London Olympics. Oh, so it was your problem. Even worse. The point two. They added in an extra lap. From the French? To allow us to run past a roll box. 
That's where the point two comes from. It's the run past the royal box. Darn you, Albert. Darn you. In and, on, and on that note, that's where that's my effect of the week. <laughs> um, oh, we don't really have a petticoat lane this week, but I will say this. I'll defer to you there, If please. you are eye-rolling at Pride's stuff, and I feel that in DC especially, we eye-roll sometimes. Uh, we are very, very fortunate to be able to walk down the street hand-in-hand with our partners and wave flags and wear clearly gay clothing. Stop it, dog. Um, so I just want to say that if you're in a city where there's a lot of Pride stuff and you're eye-rolling... Just remember that it's better to roll eyes than roll heads and that we should all be appreciative that we live in a safe space that we can do this in. So I know, yes, sometimes it's tough. I know sometimes the gay community is a tough person, people to live with. They can be. In DC, they are they are tough. And they are under we blunt bullies and oh, absolutely. petty. But just remember, at least we can do it and at least we're in a position to fight. And I'm going to add this. Be thankful that we can carry flags instead of bricks. And just as long as you can show pride, that's all that counts. No one dictates how you do this. So the next month of June is yours. Yes, you do you. Daniel and I cannot gift this to you, but we, in commas, gift this to you. We gift you your own pride. Volunteer. Find someone that needs it. Just because you're not walking down the street with an eight pack and an ass that pulls up your jeans into a, a freaking pair of hot pants <laughs> doesn't mean you're any less worthy of this month. No. This month is for you. It is absolutely for you and we will fight you. And we will be there. Yes. Because guess what? No one can defeat the bitches with beards. That's right. And on that note, cheers. Cheers. You've been listening to Bitches With Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.